Blog Talk Radio. Zone Network, bringing you the newest independent music artists across the country. Rap, R&B, rock, soul, pop, reggae, hip-hop, and spoken word, you can find it all here at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mingle Zone Network. If you're an independent artist dropping a new album, let Mingle Zone Network host your CD release listening party on the air. You can email us at Network at live.com. Come listen to us on Wednesdays through Sunday from 8 p.m. to midnight for a wonderful time and some great music. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ravendo with Mingle Zone Network Radio, and I am happy to be back on the air. We took a short little vacation uh, so we can start working things out for the rest of the year. We've got a lot of things coming up, a lot of new artists to support, and a lot of new projects that we're going to discuss on another show. And uh, I just wanted to tell you about our new guest today. Uh, who's going to be on today. He's known as Black Boy. He's a hip-hop artist, and he is going to give us some great music today and just tell us about his experiences in the business. I'm thinking that's him on the line, but we'll see. I'm going to check this line and see who's on there. You're on the air with Mingles on Network Radio, and who are you, please, in area code 267? Uh, this is Black Boy. Hey, Black Boy, what's up? Nothing, just out here working hard. <laughs> well, it's like that for everybody right now, so we're glad to have you on the show today. Um, you want to give us a little background about you, because you're one of our newest artists, and uh, we just want to know all about you. Uh, all about Black Boy. My name's Kay Williams the third. I have... Uh, a lot of musicians in my family. My my father he uh, he produced several records, two gold records. My grandfather he's one of the first black disc jockeys. Um, basically, Black Boy is just um, just K Williams, just a regular everyday guy, you know, bringing, bringing his music out to the people. All right. So uh, tell us about how you got started in the music that you are doing right now in hip hop. Uh, how I got started? I got started basically because, you know, I just uh, used to do ciphers and stuff like that all the time with, with friends around the way, and, you know, everybody always kind of uh, pushed me to go go take it a little further, like do my own music and, um, you know, just get the music out there. And I always had a lot of support from people that just basically, you know, wanted to back me and, you know, get my music out there. So it just basically came from me rapping on the corners and, 
then I, I picked up making beats from another producer, so I started doing my own production, and that's basically where I'm at now. I'm just, you know, making music, doing my own production, you know, doing a lot of, a lot of positive music. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. So, um, are you working with any uh, artists out there right now? Well, I just submitted, I just submitted some uh, music to the Roots for their project. Um, I just submitted a couple of. I mean, submitted some music to a couple other artists that's out there. But basically, right now, I'm just um, I'm working with a girl named um, Ashley Patterson. She's a real good singer. She's a songwriter too. She did a, a lot of music for people. I really can't give you her catalog right now because she's not with me, but she's in the studio right now. But she's definitely wrote for a lot of people. So that's the only project I'm working on right now. And also, I'm working my working on my own well, Cool World too. The first one I put out it was called The Cool World. We got a good response from it from the people in Philadelphia, so you know. Everything's working out though. Well that sounds good. So now let me let me ask you now, you know, having family involved in the business and people who have a history, was it difficult for you to get your start in this um industry? Was no, it, it really wasn't difficult. It was basically I just did it because I love it. I I do it now because I love it. And I just, I never even, like, used any connections or anything that my father had or, you know, I might got to hook up at a couple studios or whatever, but my, I just put out good music and, you know, people kind of um, found me, came my way, and I, always, I just always got in where I fit in. So, not, I mean, the industry, you know, I, I love music. And, like, music is, is, is what I do, it's what I live for, past, you know, my daughters and my wife, so... I mean, as long as you put your passion into it and you put everything into it, you know, the, if, if it's known to be out there, if people want to hear it, people would definitely hear it. Right, I understand that. You know, it's important to to live with your passion and, and move forward with it because you can't just sit in your head all the time. you got to get it out there and share it with everybody. So do you have um, a lot of background in just the production of the music? Um, or, I mean, is it just you doing all that, or do you have, like, a big team that helps you with that. Well, I have, I have a team. I got a guy named Arthur Arthur Moore. He does my he does like my management. Then I have um, another guy. His name is Chad. Uh, we call him Ferno. He's like my DJ. He does all. He's my engineer. He does all my uh, field work. He, you know, he gets me all my interviews and everything else that I'm doing. And basically, they just um they just lock me in the studio for three or four days at a time. And then whatever I come up with, that's the music. And, you know, I'm doing my own production, so it's kind of like everything's from scratch. Whatever I feel at the time, it just comes out. Once I lock myself in the studio, it does that. Wow. So now, um, where where do you get your inspiration for the music that you create? Uh, my inspiration is just from, it's, it comes from everything I see around me. I'm, I'm, in, um, I'm in South Philly. I own a business in South Philly, so... I'm always, you know, interact, interacting with a lot of people, a lot of kids, and a lot of people that's basically going through the struggles, going through the struggles that I went through when I was younger. And even grown men going through the same struggles, you know, that kids go through. So it's kind of like um, anything I see in, in, and I see, like, in my area or anything I learn, you know, I just, I just put it in my music and I just put it out there. It's just Every day, Philadelphia is just what you're going to get from me. Like, anything that happens around me, that inspires me to go ahead and do my thing. Oh, okay. 
say you and you write all your all your music yourself? Yeah, I write I write everything. I even um sometimes, you know, I'll bring a uh, R and B singer through and, you know, me and a collab on something or I'll bring, you know, a rap artist in and me and them a collab on some things. But basically, usually I just like I told you, I just lock myself in the studio and then after that you probably um after that you uh it's just that what it that's what it is. The artists that come through when I already have songs written and they you know, they can come through, lay a verse on this so they can come through, feature on that. So that's just the basis of it. Do you have anybody in mind that you wanna work with that's on the mainstream level right now? No, not really. I'm a fan of anybody. It doesn't matter if you're out there, if you're on the mainstream, if you're rapping on your corner or if you're doing stuff in your basement. I like I like everybody's music, so Anybody that's um anybody that does good music, that's basically who I'm willing to work with, who I want to work with. Okay. So now, do you have any particular styles that you might want to start um, kind of incorporating in hip hop? Because I see a lot of people working with uh, rock music and putting a little bit more, you know, reggae music and mixing it in with you know soul. Do you have any intentions doing anything like that? Yeah, well, right now, every project I do is kind of whatever's going on at the time, and, and I put myself into it. So if, you know, if, I, if I'm around a reggae artist at the time, you know, and, I, and that's an artist I like working with, you're going to get some reggae probably on my project. If, if I'm around somebody, you know, who does jazz music, that's probably what you're going to get. It's just whatever area I'm in in life at the time, whoever who's around me, that's probably what you're going to get, whatever I'm seeing at the time. Okay, so now um, the family that you have that is in the business, um, do you want to share with the listening audience uh, who they are and uh, kind of give an idea of, you know, the music that they put out when they did? Because I know a lot of my audience has parents in that era who probably would remember them and get an idea of what kind of roots you come from. Um, well, my dad, he... Um he produced a group. Well, he was in a band called Breakwater, and he he produced and wrote for that band. I think they were out maybe the late seventies and early eighties. He was in that group, Breakwater. He produced and wrote um, Pretty Poison's album. They're a big band. A lot of people know. It was a song called Catch Me I'm Falling. They had out. That was a gold record that he produced on. He basically wrote and produced the whole album. And um, it was quite a few people. I don't really know everybody, but, you know, I, I can hear from the stories. He actually, you know, he toured with Bootsy Collins and Rick James before. He told me, you know, they used to do things together and stuff. So, you know, he, he had a, he had a rich life. He definitely passed away maybe a year ago, but he definitely experienced everything, you know, that music could take him to. And my grandfather, he was a disc jockey at uh, WDAF. And, um, you know, he's one of the first black disc jockeys, you know, on the radio doing his thing. And he came a long way, you know, it was around the same time with him and you got Georgie Woods and guys who were, like, real big in Philly. So that's basically my musical background. All right. So do you think that you took a lot of, you know, what they they kind of, you know, and uh, put out as far as family genes? in the way that you, you do your music and your professionalism in your music? Um, basically, it's, it's kind of something that's in, in, in my blood. It's kind of, 
you, some of the stuff can't be taught. Like, I know guys, you know, who do production for years. I know guys, I've been around, like, producers because I first started rapping when I was, like, 13, 14. I used to just hang around producers, you know, to get music from and just to do my thing. So a lot of guys, you know, they do it for a long time, and they just don't really get it sometimes. But when I started, like, producing, it kind of came so naturally to me. It was kind of easy because it's kind of in me. It's like, it's just not hard at all. So that's something, you know, God bless my family with. So it was kind of, it was that's basically it. It's just in my genes. It's nothing, like my sister, it's, it's in her too. Like my sister dances and she does a, she, she does great doing that. So it's like, I don't know, it comes real natural to us. Oh, okay, I get it. So tell me this, um, what is it that you plan on doing for your next level? You know, I mean, because people evolve in music all the time. What is it that you um, plan on doing in the ne- in the near future? In the near future, um, I don't know. I, I don't have any plans. I just let the day take me wherever it takes me, wherever it takes me. I don't. I don't plan anything. So I don't know. That's just a hard question for me to answer. I kind of just let it flow. <laughs> I definitely let do you, it flow. Do you have um, management right now? Yeah, I have, yeah, the guy, his name's Arthur Moore. He he manages me, but um, he does he does it at you know at a kind of like a ground level because I don't really have a uh, I never really had a manager. I just kind of you know did my own thing. So he kind of just took over that position within the last couple of years. And um, you know, far as he's been doing a great job with that because you know I've been doing a lot of stuff. I did a, I did a show, I did a couple of shows in Baltimore with the help of. Uh, Chad, my guy Ferno. Um, both of those they do a lot of stuff. So I did Baltimore, I did a show in Boston, I did a show in um I did a show in Chicago before. I did a couple of things. So they're doing a good job with it, so I can't complain. But All anybody, right. you know, willing to, you know, help out the situation, you know, we're definitely willing to sit down and talk. See what we can do. Have you been approached by any um big labels or anything like that, you know, trying to sign you? I mean, I, I've had situations where um, now it's kind of, it's a little bit different, like with getting signed and all that. So now you really got to kind of do the footwork and all that yourself because labels aren't really trying to put that much of an investment into people. So it's kind of like the same way, for instance, the guy Drake, he's a very good artist that I, I listen to all the time. You know, he it took him years and years of having his music already out there to actually get his deal because, um, it's kind of different nowadays. So as far as labels approaching me and stuff, it's kind of I've had some smaller labels come come to me, and you know I've I've had situations where I wrote for producers and stuff that's already signed, and you know we're trying to get songs picked up. But as far as being signed as an artist, no, not yet. And um, like I said, I do it because I love it, not because you know I. I I think one day I'm gonna make a million dollars and I'm gonna rock big chains and be in a video dancing with girls. So I don't really. <laughs> I do it just because I love doing it. And the people that do listen to me, you know, and the people that come up to me all the time say, "Hey, K, when a new project coming out?" You know, I feed off that. That's what works for me. That's good. So how do you promote yourself? Basically, you know, we promote through the internet. I don't even say want to say we. Because I basically don't do nothing but stay in the studio, and then I go to clubs, and I do my performances, and then, you know, I'm out politicking. But my guys, 
Art and my guy Ferno, they basically, you know, they do everything else. They're on the Internet all the time, you know, getting the song out to the DJs and doing this and doing that. So I'm definitely the wrong person to talk to about that one. That's, you know, that's their feel. That's what they do. I'm just a lab rat. I just stay in the studio and, and make music. <laughs> now, um, when it comes to, you know, like going on to do shows, how is the audience uh, for you when you get out there? You know, what kind of experience do you have with the audience? It, it, depend, it depends. Like in Philadelphia, you know, it's kind of hard because you definitely got two strikes walking up to the mound already when, when people hear you. But when you have a little bit of a following and, you know, some people know your name, they'll give you an opportunity, they'll give you a chance. So it's kind of like, you know, my music is usually a step above, you know, the other artists, you know, that, that, that I'm usually on a bill with. So when I usually come on, we usually get a lot of love, and we and the people really appreciate the good music that we do. But we've had situations where it was like, ah, uh, this crowd is just not the crowd for me today. But we've also had crowds that, you know, that um, definitely showed us a whole bunch of love, and, and, you know, we did other shows and other, and we got and we politic with other people through shows and stuff. So it's pretty, it's definitely pretty good, though. Okay. Yeah, because I've been talking to a lot of uh, artists to get an idea of, like, you know, a lot of people are not, they're doing things on their own, so it's a little bit more difficult to put yourself out and get branded for the audience so that they recognize you. Um, Do you find that um, the Internet, when you get on there or when you do some of that work, is something that is helping you, you know, according to what your friends are doing for you? Yeah, I mean, the Internet, I mean, the Internet is basically the number one thing in music right now, in anything right now, because it reaches so many people. Like, people, like, a lot of people, like, you can watch TV, and you know, you can uh, you can, you can go to the record store and go buy the record still, but it's kind of like, like, at the Internet, it's at your own, it's, everything is at your own disposal. Like, you can go view any song you want to whenever you feel like viewing it, you can... You can listen to any music that you want to listen to whenever you want to do it. So it definitely powers the game right now. It definitely powers music. And this is a situation where, you know, I do. One time I did, I did a song, and it was, um, and we were real hype about the song. We even, like, we went, went on our computer, and I recorded, you know, me making a beat and making a song. And we were real excited about the song, and we went on. You know, we put it on YouTube. And then after, uh, I mean, after, like, the next day, after that night, the next day, I got, like, people calling me, oh, this song is crazy, I love it, when can I get a copy of that, this, this, and it's just, like, people are just on the Internet all the time, like, doing nothing but searching for music. So sometimes, they, you know, they might slide by one of your videos, and then, you know, you're getting phone calls, and you're getting, you know, people responding on the Internet about your music, so it's great. It's definitely great. Yeah, I would have to agree with that, because it's um, it's been a pleasure being on this radio show, uh, just, you know, helping artists get out there and find this as a new avenue for radio representation because we found that a lot of the mainstream radio gives them a difficult time because of their lack of budget. And, you know, they're trying to make people pay all the time to be on there because right now the radio and the mainstream are suffering a lot, you know, and not just because of this current economical situation we're going through, but they were going through it before that. You know, a lot of stuff happening in the industry and with the Internet changing a lot of things. Can you 
give us like what your your take is on on how the industry is going to change. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really like as far as how the industry, the industry has changed. It's totally to the 360 from when you know guys used to rap out in the street and then somebody would pick you up on the street and get you a deal. That like totally never happens anymore. But you know sometimes. You know, as far as, like, the radio stations, like, I've been up to Philadelphia radio stations three or four times, you know, just out there doing my thing, you know, I'm rap, rapping on the radio or in the DJs are showing me some love, but sometimes, like, getting something into rotation. Like, getting something into rotation is kind of like, if you're not on a big label, if you don't have a big record deal, it's definitely, like, one out of one out of a million. And then it's kind of like, um, like you'll you'll get a record spent on a radio. Like uh, this is DJ out here, his name DJ Touchdown. He's the he's the only blind DJ in, in in America that gets so much love. Like he's ridiculous. But he has me up on the radio stations, you know, several times, just going out there doing my thing. But you know, he still has records that he has to play. You know, and there then it's like to the point with other radio stations, you know, don't even give you a chance because they know in two weeks in advance what records they're going to spend. So they got to fill your record once in a blue into it. And it's just you have, like, no chance, you know, with radio unless you have some financial backing. That's crazy. And then as far as music changing, I think it's just um, – I can't really speak on all music, but hip-hop is kind of like um, – uh, like hip-hop is, is more about visual now. It's more about visual and it's more about, like, make-believe, like – Hip-hop used to be, like, um, a lot of artists, you know, with a skill level that, um, you know, they worked at their craft all the time, and, you know, and they became very good artists. And the things that they, the everyday person, the thing that they can do, like, you know, rhyme, the way they can rhyme the words and put them together, it was like the regular average person couldn't do that. But now you look at a song nowadays, even some of the singers, it's kind of like, you know, with the effects they put on their voice and, you know, the wordplay that they're using and the songs that they come out with, it's like you can grab anybody basically off the street and they can put, somebody can put some money behind them, put a big chain on them and, you know, put some girls in a video and they're a rapper now or they're an R&B singer now. And then, you know, all the other guys, you know, that, that really are good and work at their craft, you know, they get pushed to the back. Even like the, the Nas's and the, the, the Jay-Z's and, was was amazing, like it hasn't happened to the Kanye's yet because he's such a trendsetter. He's one of my favorite artists ever, and you know it, I don't think it happened to him because he's so you know I don't know he's so well you know rounded with his production and with his craft and everything. But as far as everybody else, you know it's kind of like I don't know. I just I don't enjoy it at all. So I don't know where in ten years I don't know where it's going to be at because I really think if you got a hot beat and you can go get a singer out there that's on the radio. You can anybody can write a sixteen bar verse, and that is just that simple. Nowadays, as long as you know the right people and you had the right amount of money behind you. Wow, that's some good information for some of these folks out here to think it's so easy. Because uh, you know, I know that the internet has helped a lot of people, but I know it's still a large struggle ahead. And there's a lot of people that think that they, they can do like Soldier Boy and just get out there and now, you know, now they're doing it. Um, and it's not that easy still. I mean, because you have a lot of promotion you got to do and it costs money. And if you don't have much of a budget, you know, you're not getting anywhere. I know of an R&B group that is in uh, New Jersey and Philadelphia area. It's a group called Jaton. 
And um, they're starting to get a little buzz, but, I mean, they've been doing this for years now, and they haven't been really played out on the radio. Um, they've been on MTV, but it was just one of those little contests, and that doesn't mean anything on MTV because, you know, you can get on a contest and it's over with because they go through so many different shows. You, you know, not that many on there that's going to stay for a long time for you to remember somebody. But when I talk to them and I talk to other artists and they tell me, you know, still a struggle ahead. There's a lot of stuff, no matter how good you are, no matter how many people like you, you know, and it's still a struggle. Now, have you had an opportunity to perform or anything like that in the, um, international waters, you know, like in the U.K. or Australia or any place like that? No, we're actually trying, you know, to find ways to get overseas and find venues right now. Because right now, that's kind of where it's at. It's like, it's it's so easy. The example of Philadelphia, how hard it is in Philadelphia, it's, it's so easy to point it out. Because you ever heard of the Roots? Yeah. Like the Roots crew. They are, they are like literally like probably the best band, you know, hip-hop band ever. And it's kind of like... Like, their lead artist, their lead rapper is Black Thought. Like, lyrically, he is better than, you know, 99% of rappers that's out. Like, literally, he's that good. But it's kind of like these guys don't walk around with the big chains on and they don't walk and they don't carry themselves like the radio, like the rappers that's on TV. So what happens when it comes to Philadelphia Radio, we never hear this group on the radio. Never. But they go over to the U.K. and they go over to Europe and they go overseas and they go do their thing. And people are going nuts. People are going crazy. And then I talk, I, I'll sit down and I'll talk to Thor and I'll get his opinion on it. And he'll tell me the same thing. Like, you know, we can always go, you know, where the people show us love at instead of, you know, staying local where, you know, they, they just don't want to show you no love because you're not following the same trends as everybody else. So, like, as, as an artist myself, I would love to you know, go overseas and stuff and do my thing. I just got to find the, 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 that route, you know, to, to be able to do that because I believe my music is that good that I can do that with. So, and then I've been, like, even at Root Shows. I've been at Root Shows backstage, and I'm, and, I, and I'm seeing the fans that they have. And, you know, you got people passing out at the show and people going crazy. And it, it's amazing. And then you look at it, you're like, how are these dudes not on the radio every day? And how are these? How is this song? That's my favorite song. Never heard, because basically, somebody has a whole bunch of money and they're just investing in what they think sells, and that's what they're putting on the radio. That's what they're putting on TV, and it's just that simple. And like that's why me as an artist, I basically, I've just found my love for my music, and you know, and the love for the people that listen to my music. So I basically, I'm content and I'm fine with, you know, those fans and those people listening to my music and me just sharing my music with the people around me and my people in my city and the people in a couple of cities around me, you know, that know me. I'm fine with that because I, I like, I totally, in, in everybody who knows me, I will never, you know, kind of sell myself just to, you know, make a make an extra dollar or just to be famous and just to do this. It, it totally never happened. Well, I'm glad that you, you feel that way and that you're passionate about it because a lot of people have, you know, got desperate. They need to see some money. They need to see, you know, themselves out there like that, and they've kind of lost the spirit for the love of their music. 
you know, it's just ridiculous. Now, I come across a lot of uh, people that are actually going into the uh, international side of the business. Uh, just they've been testing it, and then they've been just talking to promoters to get an idea of what the audience is like and where they are now as far as the trend. And I do see that, you know, you have quite a bit of opportunity to be out there and and do your thing over there and build another audience that's not that familiar with you, but, you know, you will get a lot more respect and support from. And I don't know why that is either. I don't know why they do it in this industry. I mean, you it's, it's proven when you look at Michael Jackson and you see how much love Michael got from people in other countries, from, the, like, the rest of the world has always been supportive of Michael throughout all the you know the issues he's had and and delays and and him getting his music started and everything that he's been trying to do it seems like those people have supported him more than the only all the people in his own country so when you think about things like that do you think you have to do something different to get out there you know um like enhance your music any or just put a, a more of a personal stamp on it I just, I just think you got to do you. You got to be yourself and do it the way you want to do it. It will never be good unless you do that. That's the only way it's going to be good and it's going to be true to yourself. And that, 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 that's, that's my opinion on that. But you can like, I like, I like a lot of different music, and and I like all different types. I like pop music, I like rock music, hip hop, and I like a lot of artists like some. Like one of my uh, another one of my favorite rappers is, is like Lil Wayne. Like I love Lil Wayne. I don't take Lil Wayne as really killing people and shooting all these people up and doing this. I don't take him for that. I just think he's a good artist as to like his craft. I, he's entertaining to me, and that's what I like. That's might be might be what I like listening to. Then I still might listen to, um, like I, I don't know. I'll sit there and listen to Green Day on the same on the same day. So it's kind of like. You gotta do. You gotta do you. You gotta do whatever you, whatever you want to do, you know. And then if you want to add some other things to it, just make it true to yourself. Like you can do all types of music. You don't have to change yourself. If you want to do rock music, or if you want to make a song with auto tune on your voice and you sound like T Pain, you can still do you, and you don't have to, you know, you know, do everybody else. You can still make it yourself. So that's that's basically it with that. Now, um, the other artist that you're working with right now, you said you're working with a female. Um, how, is she is she finding it difficult as a woman in the in the industry? Well, Ash, like Ashley, it's, with her, it's a little it's a little bit different. Like I, I do hip hop, and, and, and hip hop is um you know it, it's good, it's accepted, and I'm a, I think I'm a very good MC, and I think I'm a very good producer. But this girl, like as a singer and songwriter, like. It's totally on a different level than everybody, you know, that I know. Like, far as, like, music-wise, who's doing it kind of, um, who's, who's basically doing it underground. And she is, I'm seconds away from, like, getting a break. I know for a fact. And she's already, you know, the background singer for, like, John Legend and, and worked with a lot of artists. So it's kind of, like, she's totally, to me, the next thing. 
So I really have a lot of faith in her, and, and she calls me like she she's in New York a lot. She'll call me and say, "Okay, you know, let's get together, let's write on, let's let's do some writing." You know, certain certain have the record that they um they want to do, and you know, I think you might work out with it, or you know, I'm gonna come down, we're gonna do a couple songs. So she always shows me love on that, and we just basically you know work with each other once in a while. We just put out good music, and I have it's another guy. His name is Greg, and we call him the One. Like, this dude tours everywhere, not tours everywhere, but in Philly. If it's an event that somebody can do an open mic or somebody can do a performance of any kind, like, this guy is ridiculous. I'm talking about he's the only person I know that can sit in, in front of an audience with a guitar, no band, and really entertain you for hours and hours and hours. So he's another project that I'm working on. We just got, we maybe maybe two songs into that. He has to do some shows. So we had to fall back, fall back for a little minute from it. But he's another guy I'm working with. His name is Greg. We call him the one. And uh, this is just Ashley Patterson. I have a female rapper, you know. She has an album coming out. Her name is Kiki Ross. She's, uh, she's, she does her thing independent, independently. And um, I did like three or four. I'm doing like three or four cuts on her album, you know. So it's, um, I mean, I'm just working. I'm just doing my thing. Just trying to, um, you know, help everybody else. You know, that needs production, and I'm just trying to put my music out there, too. Do you have a lot of people coming to you that, you know, like are, are you know, trying to get into it, that maybe not be that hot, that you see is, with a little bit more work can really come out there and, and be pretty special in the industry? Why well, it's, it's two guys. I couldn't even tell you what their name is. But I, I I could even tell you what their group's name is, but um, is one's a one's a rapper and one's a singer, and um, they're like they're like totally raw. They don't like they barely know how to you know count bars and do everything like that. But these guys are so talented, and uh, I'm so mad I can't even mention their names right now. But they're 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 a group. I just talked to them maybe two days ago that I'm going to take on personally and like help write and produce like their whole project and do whatever I can. To put them out there, but far as Philadelphia, I get, you know, I have I have a little I have a, like a personal in-house studio, and then I have a studio like a it's called Morningstar that I record all my records at, and then I do my production at my in-house studio. But as far as artists that come through and you know they want to record and a lot of guys, they, a lot of them be terrible. But you know I gotta pay the lights so in the studio the lights <laughs> gotta come on, so I gotta hit the record button, record them. <laughs> Tell them a beat, and a lot of times it'd be terrible. And it's always somebody, you know, who backs them, who's behind them, you know, with a couple of dollars, and they can pay for their studio time, and they can pay for their beats and stuff. But sometimes you, I really want to tell people, like, this is terrible, and you know this is terrible. And, and it's like, I don't know, but, you know, i got to do whatever i got to do to keep the lights on. But Philadelphia definitely has a lot of good artists, even though a lot of people see some of the artists, you know, on, on a lot of DVDs stuff like that, and they might not like them, but we say the same thing. I see them all the time, and I don't really I don't really care for them either, but Philly does have a lot of artists that's pretty good. Like, they have an artist, what's the young guy's name? His name's Meek Mills. Um, he's pretty good. I like his, I like his music. Um, there's a couple dudes in, in the city that I really like, you know, that, that does good music, and they just do it better than everybody else. But some people, they just need to be honest with themselves. You're only rapping because your cousin <laughs> raps, and you, you know, you wanna, 
you want to you want to be in the free at the show and stuff like that. That's the only reason you're rapping, and it is what it is. Yeah, I have to agree because I I know a couple of kids in the community that everybody wants to be a rapper now because they think that they can make a million dollars the first CD off the bat. Now, if you're familiar with people who are in the industry, and you probably discussed this with your family members as well, um, can you kind of shed the light on the process when it comes to, you know, what you have to go through when you get represented by, like, say, the big labels or whatever? Like, I'm sure you know something about that as far as, like, how they put out the money to you as an artist as well as what you are going to be responsible for, you know, to pay them back for for their promotion and and the well, studio time and all those things. Well, sometimes I really like every deal is different, but I've talked to art. I can't. I'm, I'm not going to put everybody out there who I've talked to. I've talked to artists who've been doing it for a long time. I've talked to artists, you know, that just got in the industry, and you know, they're finding it's very irritating getting a deal because everybody says like uh, they they. Everybody's plan is to get a deal, and nobody knows what a deal is. The deal is basically, you know, a company that's saying, and the company probably has people running the company who knows nothing to do with music. It's just a company with somebody with some money who's basically going to say, listen, um, your music sounds good. I think you can sell some records. I think I can put, you know, I can put some money behind you, and you can sell some records. But this is what's going to happen. If I put this amount of money, if I put $200,000 out for your project to do, you know, pretty good, for your project to take off, if I put $200,000 out, it's, um, what do they call it? They call it, at a, it's an advance. You know, it's an advance on your money that you're going to make. If you don't make that money back, you don't, you owe that company, or in your deal, you might, the company might just take it as a loss and you just might get dropped. But if you get a deal yesterday, tomorrow, they put a certain amount of money on you, and it's not working out, you're just going to get dropped. They're like, okay, you're an artist that has a deal. Your deal is basically just saying, look, we're going to front to give you this amount of money. And if your, if your music doesn't do good, if your music is the greatest music you, anybody has ever made in the world, but if nobody buys it, we don't care. You know, it's just that simple. We're going to drop you. You're, you're a product. Now you're a product in a dollar store. Because they put you in Kmart, and then, you know, you didn't sell any records, so now they, they trickled you down to the dollar store. They dropped you from your label. And it's that, it's that simple. Like, getting a deal, you know, is just the, just the start of it. But if people nowadays, if, if, you have, if you have money, if you got, if you have anybody, a friend or somebody, a fan of your music who wants to front the money, you know who you might, or you might have fifty thousand yourself. A lot of people doing real estate. If you sell a house and you got fifty thousand, hundred thousand, now it's like the label only wanted to put eighty thousand behind you or a hundred thousand behind you anyway. Now you have a deal. I mean, now now if you got a hundred thousand to put behind yourself, go make a record, make a great record, and then put it out there in your city. Put your own money behind it, sell it, and then you re, re I mean, get all the benefits from it. It's it's. I, I don't really. A lot of people are just confused about getting a deal and getting down with this person. And once you get the deal, it's really not that easy. A lot of guys, I know, I know guys have been signed for years. And the only time that they make money is maybe they'll they'll write a record for somebody else. And it's forty other artists that have deal that submitted records for this album. In this one time, your record got picked up and you made thirty thousand dollars. But you might have made thirty thousand dollars in six months. 
that's not no money. And it's like, I mean, that's just how the game is. Unless you really kill them, like you're, you're, you're Drake and everybody knows you have a fan base and you're going to sell, they, they, they predict you to sell $2 million, you're not going to get a whole bunch of money back behind you. You might, be, you might get a video, you know, and, and, and they might give you a couple of dollars to make yourself look nice because they want you to be presentable. But basically past that, it's a whole lot of, um, I don't know, it's a whole lot of BS to me. Unless that that is, I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. I've heard a lot of that. But it's still, you know, it's just important to have people like yourself out there to share this information with uh, people who are trying to get into it. If they don't have an idea what what they're in store for, you know, you're gonna really be disappointed. And I know that there's a lot of uh, people that you know were out there doing what they thought was well, and then it didn't sell enough, and they just dropped this people that we already like, that we've heard all the time. And then when they try to come back, you know, it's kind of hard. Like when you think about the artists from like the 80s and the 90s that had been out of circuit for a while, and now they're trying to come back. It's almost like starting all over again if they, you know, didn't have that money to back them up. You know, and then I've I've had interviews with other artists and well-known artists, and then I've visited um, some shows that interviewed these artists, and they were saying how back in the 70s and the 80s, it was it was just a lot of little shenanigans going on in those corporate offices for those labels, and those people we loved their music so much for, like we knew they were millionaires and things like that. They really didn't make the money off of their own music, and they're still not making it. Exactly, so like a lot. What you're saying is correct, you know. If you look like look at the story of the locks, that's not uh, that's not something that accidentally happened. Like the locks, they they were a young group, you know. They got they got their deal. They were excited, but their deal was they sold their publishing and all this for this amount of money. So when you might hear their records on the radio, these dudes don't get no money off of it. Or if they do, they might get ten percent of what they should get. Like if you get a royalty check, which 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 I kind of know because I'm dealing with my dad's, you know, royalties and stuff like that. If you get a royalty check, your royalty, you might receive ten thousand dollars in royalties at one quarter. You know, maybe the locks they sold so much of their publishing when they got their deal, so-called deal that everybody's looking for. Puffy might get nine thousand off that, and the locks might get a thousand dollars every four quarters. You never know. So that's why these dudes are doing shows all the time. That's the only way a lot of dudes can make their money because it's basically whatever deal you sign, you know, you sign, I don't know, you're kind of signing your life away, whatever deal you sign. The only people, you know, that make the money are kind of the guys, you know, that's kind of, they're like puppets or they're real, real good. You're a puppet or you're real, real good. You're Kanye West, you're Drake, you're Lil Wayne, you're one of these guys, or you're just, uh, just basically a face that somebody's making a whole lot of money off and you know they're and they're you know they're feeding you a little bit. If you make please believe if someone if Sony made um okay, if an artist made twenty million dollars, a lot of people we will envision this and we'll say, Oh that artist is rich, he got this chain on, he got this but Sony might have put out uh a couple million, you know, to 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 to, to make that, that record and all that happen. Then they had to pay this producer, they had to pay this person, this person. And then at the end of the day, that man, he might have made $20 million, so only had to take their cut. He might have walked away with 500000 
and, and, and then he might not, never do an album again. Really, you can't live off five hundred thousand dollars for the rest of your life. Especially if you're living a good lifestyle, you can't live off five hundred thousand dollars. That's maybe that's uh, you might just survive off that for ten years if you're in the, if you're in the hood. That's about it. But I mean, I'm not saying all this stuff to discredit like like to make people you know like oh I don't want to do this or he you know he doesn't really see it as getting this big deal when it's that. I just, you know, I'm just, when people ask me questions, I'm just honest with it. And that's just why when I do my music, I do my music because I love it. I don't do my music to make a million dollars. You know, I have investments. You know, I'm only 25 years old, and, you know, I own my own business, and I'm doing other things, you know, so I'm comfortable. My family's taking care of. My little girls, you know, they're good. I got two little daughters. You know, my wife's taking care of. I cannot complain. But, you know, I do my music because I love doing it. So at the end of the day, if it happens for me, you know, it happens for me. And, you know, I get the deal and I make some money, it's cool. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen for me, people still walk up to me and say, yo, that song, track nine, that was my joint. Track ten, yo, I love that joint. Or track three, man, my girl bang that joint every day. Like, that's, that makes me go. That keeps me in the studio making my music. Well, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and put on... Uh, one of the songs that you sent over to me called A-List And uh, I'll put a couple more on too before I let you go But we want to get a taste of what you create And what you love to create Which is a good thing Because if you don't have the love for it You're just doing it for the mighty dollar You're going to find yourself dropped <laughs> and, and just in the wind Something that nobody ever heard of again So for you, you, you have a really good idea of What you got to do so I'm going to go ahead and put on this song for you. Let you take a break, a break from talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody pulled up on me. I was in my car doing a whole interview. Take us 
Good music right there. Now, when you when you create your music, do you do you use any styles from, um, let's say, African music, or you know, do you put any other types of rhythms, things like that, in your arrangements? Um, I don't know. Whatever it's called for, I, I kind of I told you I go I go with the flow. Like on that song, like um, I don't have I don't like nobody notices. I don't have any hi hats. At all, or symbols or anything in that record. All the hi hats and symbols and stuff I did like naturally, like beatboxing with my mom. So I just <laughs> put a lot of effects on it and then played with it. And then you know I started adding from there. And then you know somebody I was watching something on TV, and somebody said something about being on the A list. I was watching like Chant E, and then it was just from there I I said oh I got that beat let me put that beat on. I rode back to the studio, and I wrote it down. Started writing, and then I called my guy in, let's record it. And that was it. That was the record right there. So, you know, that's usually how it comes It comes to me. Wow. That's some great talent there. Let me try this other hit you have, Control. Um, you have a lot of really great music, and um, we'll talk in a minute about getting some rotation here on Internet Radio 
one minute. You can't take it, you know I ain't your average Joe I'm digging it back, yeah she's throwing it back She's throwing it back, it's feeling like a heart attack She's digging it that, bigger than a Cadillac Every time she throw it back, clap, clap We making love, yeah this be my wife at home Yeah I'm the king, yeah she's still, I got the throne I'm making a moan, yeah your boy's up in that zone You don't wanna be alone, that's the pussy working home I love to take control and make your body glow Oh, your body banging, girl, you feel it like Whoa, let me take you anywhere you wanna go Cause a real man knows how to take
That was song was hot. That was just hot. <laughs> yeah, that song definitely worked for a lot of people. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> now, do you um do you have like you know your own little set of uh, people to do the vocals? You know the other vocals, additional vocals for you that aren't really out there just trying to just be on the front page or something, but they just like to do their thing to help. Do you get a lot of people like that? Well, the girl, the girl that sung on control, her name's Monica. She's um. You know, she's a hard-working woman. You know, she's a single mother. She does her thing, and she just likes, she sings in her, uh, like, the church choir, but she just likes to sometimes, you know, just sing and just get her stuff heard. So she doesn't really, like, pursue it at all. She just knows she has the talent, you know, and she loves when people sit down and listen to her. So, you know, a couple once in a while I just give her a call, and I say, listen, let's let's sit down and make something happen. Let's, let's make some music. That's like the third song me and her did together, and, Every song that me and her do is like to me is like fantastic. It's great. And another guy, the guy on there, his name's uh, Aaron. His name's A Dot. He uh, he's another good singer. He you know he does shows around Philly and you know when when um you know I do shows and I politic with artists, I get a lot of relationships and you know they'll call me and say, "Care, I need some beats." And and they'll be sitting there recording something and I'll be I'll just say, "Listen, I wrote this song. Why don't you go ahead and sing a hook on this?" Or I'm missing a guy, singer on this, sing on that. So I usually don't have trouble, you know, getting the artist to sing. I have about eight singers I can call, you know, that that'll look out for me. You know, but I'll I'll look out for them. It's nothing. So and they're pretty good. So they're definitely good singers. Not nobody you can. Okay. You'll definitely hear like uh, not nobody you'll you you know you'll be uh you'll be settling for. They're like really good singers. They are. I mean, they really are. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if. To hear them out there doing a little bit more, you know, maybe going solo or something like that. Uh, you know, I really like to hear new talent, fresh talent. You know, it's something interesting. And when in regards to the internet radio programming that we have out here, I've seen a whole lot of people taking advantage of this because they get a lot of play. So many stations, and it's kind of better than the mainstream in a way because. Everything that we do on our show is recorded, and you can save it later. For the artists, it's good for them to critique their interview, to hear themselves, or to pass on to people if they're trying to get some promotion or something like that. And then for the listeners, they get to have it to take with them. It's not like a once-in-a-lifetime interview, things like that, you know. So I, I appreciate being able to have opportunity to listen to people like yourself and help you promote your music. Now, in regards to rotation. You know, uh, all I need is your permission to play it whenever I'm on the air. You know, because a lot of times I do a replay of anybody that's been on the show. I might mix it in with some of the other shows I do. So all I need from you is just the permission to do it. Yeah, you have my permission. You know, play whatever you like. Whatever you got, you can play it. Well, that's cool, and I really appreciate that. And I really like this one here that you sent me uh, called Move Out. Now, what was your inspiration for for that song? Um, that song actually was like a um, it was a contest. It was um, they had a radio station thing up here. It was like Power ninety nine, and we were um, we were we were listening to it, and they had you know Swiss Beats was coming in, and you get to perform in front of Swiss Beats, and you know, it was like a two day thing, and then my guy he came to me and said, "Okay, you should do it." He said, all you need to do is make a dance record. 
and I'll put it together, like put the song together in maybe like an hour. We submitted it. Uh, it was called Move Out. I already had the sample laying around for a while. But um, we um, we submitted it. They gave me a call the next day and told us we won. We had the song in the contest for 24 hours. This contest, the contest was running for like uh, two weeks, and nobody got as many votes as we did on the, on the radio. So we got to perform in front of Swiss, and we did a couple more shows off that one song, so it was pretty good. Oh, that's cool. Let me let the rest of the world hear it. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. If your man gets in trouble, just to move out on a double. Nice dance song right there. Yeah, that's that was really definitely, cool. 
That was yeah, that's the one we performed a lot and we we definitely got a lot of love off that one. Oh yeah. I'll be happy to play that one a lot. Now yeah. I got a question for you. Um, do you find the artists out there now, like the producers are are sampling still like they used to, as opposed to being more creative and trying to, you know, make their own different I mean, style of music? Um well, when it comes to hip hop, like sampling, you know, that's part that's part of the nature of hip hop. And um, we're not talking about looping. We're talking about like, sampling records, taking a piece of a record, and then making a whole new record of of, of that record. Some guys, right. you know, they do it. They'll loop a whole record, or they'll just remake a record. That's not sampling. That's just redoing the record. But when you got guys, you know, who who can actually make something out of, make something totally different out of what was there. You know, to me that that's that's great. That's definitely great. And um, it, it, nowadays it's it's a lot of basic stuff because you know the computers have a lot of uh, easy programs to make beats also. So it's kind of like it's a little bit um, a lot of stuff has been dumbed down. So it's a lot. It's a little bit easier. But a lot of dudes that that's really good out there, they're, they're still doing their thing. And then I mean, you're gonna have a good and a bad with anything you do. But um, yeah, I, I totally think even like that Kanye album um, that I probably preferably didn't really like that good uh, was the 808 and Heartbreaks. Um, a lot of people loved that, and that was just totally different. It was just maybe I didn't like it because I just wasn't in a depressed stage in my life. Everything was going good, so but the people were going through something at the time. That was their favorite record, and that record was just different. It was just something something just hasn't been done before. Yeah, I, I I like Kanye, and sometimes um, I can actually listen to Lil Wayne, but I just I like to hear somebody be vocal and also say something that has meaning, and I don't want to hear a lot of degrading stuff. You know, I understand when somebody talks about the controversy in the world, but when you start like being derogatory ter- towards certain individuals, that I I don't really appreciate. Do you find that um, people are still trying to use hip-hop as a way to express how they feel about things going on in the world, or are they just making up stuff that doesn't make sense? Um, it, it, it depends on who you talk about. Like, 80, 80% of artists are just still making up stuff. Then you have, they have those artists who are just telling it how it is, and they're just being truthful to you. And um, you just got to take it for what whatever you think it is. And, like, far as, like, uh, um, I think hip-hop is, like, the truest form of music. And a lot of people have a problem with, you know, like the word, I don't know if I can say it, uh, the, the, the word bitches and like uh, hoes and tricks and tramps and stuff. A lot of women have a problem when a lot of hip-hop artists, you know, use those type of words. In the same way, they call rat, they call some other dudes pussies and moes and faggots and all that type of stuff. That's, a, that's, the, that's the type of language, you know, is in the music all the time. But... Um, it's, it's, it's still it's still basically it's just somebody's opinion, and then when a guy sees uh, he'll he'll say, you know, um, I, I I pulled up on this bitch at the club, like maybe he's just saying he really pulled up on a bitch. He didn't pull up on a woman. He didn't pull up on his mother. He didn't pull up on a nice young lady. He pulled up on a bitch, and it's like that's just that's just what that person is at the time, or that's just. Maybe that's how that person carries themselves because we know that in, in the world every day we have, you know, beautiful young ladies, we have great women, you know, and then we have women who look at some women like, you ignorant bitch, like, if you don't get yourself together, like, 
It's just that's just the reality of hip hop. Hip hop is like in its truest form. So people are going to use those type of words all the time. And people just got to know, oh, no, he's not talking about you. If you're an independent woman and you're doing your thing or, or if, you know, you're in a relationship or if you're not, you know, doing everything to 50 million guys, he's not talking about you. He's talking about that girl that's behind in the backstage doing whatever she wants to do just to get ahead and making other women look bad. That's who he's talking about. That's who I, if I say it, that's who I'm talking about. That's not all the rappers, but, you know. Yeah, it's but, not um, all the rappers. Some of them, are, they're not singling out anybody. They talk about somebody in general. But um, I understand what you're saying. It's all about the opinion that you have and, you know, how you take it as a uh, person buying that music or listening to that music. And, of course, there's going to be controversy because there's a lot of people, older people and old school people and pretty, you know, uh, uptight people <laughs> who are going to have yeah. issues towards those type of terminologies used in rap music, and that's why we've always had controversies in it, which is also part of hip hop. Controversy has always been part of it, so yeah, con- it's still doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, definitely, controversy is definitely a big part. And, and I had this conversation, like the the I, I like I love this topic, like the word, like how you know some. I mean, you know, they call women bitches and stuff like that because it's kind of. I'm not saying I love that word. I'm just saying uh, that conversation because I just I, I just put it an example of, you know, if, if you have like if two women have an argument, or if a woman catch another man, I mean another woman cheating with a man, what's the first thing they call that woman? <laughs> that's that's the word they gotta use. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the word they got to use. How you using it? It's it's not like nobody's using those type of words in their everyday vocabulary. You know, it's just that I think there are some people who don't use it, and they're the ones that make a big deal out of it. And the way I see it is, you know, you can't really take it all that serious, and that somebody's saying all women in the entire world is who they were referring to. They were referring to the people that are in their lives. Just like if you look at certain ways that women are portrayed, in, especially in the African-American culture, you know, like when you see characters like Shanene and Wanda, there are people who actually act like that. Hey, hey, I'm around them all the time. <laughs> and I'm from I'm Philly, and I know that there's a lot of them in Philly. So. Yeah, I'm around them all the time, all the so, time. And the controversy has gone into Tyler Perry movies. They keep talking about how the characters he has are derogatory towards African Americans. And I don't see it that way because of the fact that I know people who act exactly like that. And he's just sharing the people he knows are like that. He's not saying that's how everybody is. Yeah, people but just we, need, to me, people need to get over it. <laughs> well, I'm going to go and... You got another song here. I'm going to put this on before I let you go. And um, when we come back from this song, you give me, um, you know, the reasons why you came up with this one as well. It's called Try. Okay.
try to represent the hood good. The best rapper since Pac left shoe. I can change the world, man, I wish I could. If I had a trillion dollars in a beat, oh good, in a beat. Hollywood in a hood, I said. And my homeboy Don probably wouldn't be dead. I probably have a million dollars on my head. Cause the government don't like blacks to get ahead like... I'm sick of my people starving. Cops all crooked, they be shooting all them. Hands in the air, man, they still be firing. Morticians getting rich, putting niggas in coffins like. You black started negative 10. We gotta fight so hard for life to begin. We gotta climb so high, put your head in the wind. In the process, your life you're in. But you still gotta try. Rule 
young kids the tools to conceive in life. They give my child a knife to slit her wrist. I pray to God she don't grow up a strip. I gotta build her up. But some little girls in the hood be hoes. Yeah, you 16, loving these niggas for clothes? I will respect you if your legs is closed. I can't expect you to do more than you know. He won't build you. He wants to break you. He wants to rape you. He call me a hater. Fuck yous. I'm not a rapper. That's an actor. I'm looking after. All my little youngins, I want them to be something. I curse on my songs so Oprah probably hate me. I'll sharply say we disgrace things, so fuck it. He saw for the tissue in his butt. He too old to relate to us. You get the old, I get the young bucks. I'm here to build you up, and black you trust you fall, I pick you up, this ain't for you, this ain't for us. I'm here to build you up, and black you trust you fall, I pick you up, this ain't for me, this ain't for us. So like the 16th tape, we're gonna do it Hello? we're gonna leave y'all on yeah. a new track on a high <laughs> yeah, you get that. That's just the outro to the album now. Yeah, that was awesome, I like that. Awesome. I know it's a whole lot of people in Philly that, that need to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, and I do that. Any, actually. any performance I have, I do that spoken word. Like, I love doing that. I always get, like, a real crazy reaction off of it because it's kind of so much honesty into it. I mean, I put in it, and a lot of people usually relate to it. Or some people are going through the same stuff that I was talking about in that spoken word. The same way that that song tried. It's like... um. And that's the song. That's the only song I sung on on the album. So it's kind of like um, that's why the song is kind of special to me. And I wrote it to to have a lot of meaning. And I first felt I was the only person that can sing it and get it to come across the way I wanted it to. So, but it's it's like that, that song right there is kind of like it's just every, what everybody's going through. And it's just basically telling you at the end of the day, you try, you made an effort. That's why you're still here. The people that you know that just give up. You know, they never get anywhere because they're not trying. They're not putting up the effort. Nothing that, nothing's going to fall in your lap. It's just that simple. You just got to try. That's the whole basis of the song. That's right. If you don't make an effort to try, you're not going to get anywhere. And there's a lot of people that need to have somebody support them with that, you know, and, and give them that feeling that it can't work, you know, if they do try. Because some people I know, they don't even make an effort. You know, so I'm. It's like, you know, I really appreciate you coming up with with really creative work like this to share with us and to to help build people's ideas of what they can actually do in this industry and go into it with a clear mind instead of you know fantasy mind because that is what's going to mislead you and make it go in the wrong direction and you could be heartbroken when you see the results. If you're not prepared, it's almost like real regular jobs. You just don't assume that a job is going to be that great just because it looks like everybody that works there gets paid. You know, you just it's a lot of work involved. It's a lot of sacrifice involved, and that's the same thing with the music industry, the film industry, and everything else. Do you have videos? Yeah, I have a video. It was, um, it was done by B. Kyle. Um, a video for a song on the album is called TV. Or you can go on YouTube and you can go on like Black Boy TV and you'll totally like see a whole bunch of different clips of shows and, and performances and just us in the studio wilding out. Then the actual video for the song TV that was shot 
in the Northern Liberties in front of the clothing store made the order. Um, wow. That whole video was on there. That's like a four-minute four video. It's hot, though. Be cow put it together tonight. That's cool. So uh, you want to uh, share with the listeners what your, um, your contact information is so they can visit your website? Oh, well, they can, um, you know, I still had a MySpace page, myspace.com. Uh, slash black boy backslash black boy two one five, and um, they can always they they're looking for music and stuff like that. You know I'm willing to work with anybody, um, or they just looking for me want to get some music from me. They can contact me at um, kwilliam at gmail dot com. That's k a e w i l l i a m s at gmail dot com, or you can um or you can Facebook me k williams. Uh, Philadelphia, so not many K. Williams in Philly, so that's basically it. <laughs> and I'll uh, make sure I provide some of that information as well. Um, also, take my shows and add them on to um, a podcast um, page that I have uh, and on my radio show. Anybody goes to visit me, it's www.mznndradio.blogspot dot com and uh, I will have an upload of the show tomorrow and anybody that is interested in catching the show again will be featured again on Saturday night at 9pm and also again next Wednesday at 9pm for those of you who have not been able to hear it today and I'm going to go and play one more song as we exit our show and thank our guest, Black Boy, for coming in and giving us some really great and creative music. And I appreciate you sharing it with us and sharing your knowledge. And I hope that those out there are listening and taking heed of what you said so that their journey into this industry won't be as difficult since they're now made aware. Thank you. Yeah, I, let, me, let me add one thing. I forgot the album. The album Cool World that that features all that music. It's very good cuts. You can get it on uh, iTunes. You can go check it. Just click in Cool World and um, or Black Boy Two One Five, and it'll come up on your iTunes. And we're giving away that Cool World Two for free to everybody. So when when that project comes out, I'm going to have a link on my page, and everybody can just get an email blast of the music for free. So that's all I want to add. That is cool. Thank you so much for giving us that information. I will stay in touch with you, and we can start working together on just getting you out there some more, okay? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to put on this song, and I want you to have a really good night. You be safe out there in Philly. Uh, I definitely will. I be the B to the L to the ACK, B to the O to the Y and K. No, I be the boss of all bosses. Look, darling, I got money in the game, no balling. If they better than me, then go call them. I rush it round here, you crawling. Any nigga on top, they falling. You ain't got far to drop. Yeah, give up the spot, let that thing get cocked, and that thing go pop in your head through the box. Yeah, from that hood, we call it rock. I never been that shooter. I'm hard, you soft as a loofah. I hate rappers, they be all actors. Emulating what they see on TV.
nigga, take a gamble, just change the channel. I lead the pack, never been a follower. You in the back, cause you a swallower. You biting that man, you reciting that man. Get above that man, goddamn. Homeboy, you can follow the trend. It's on TV, don't mean to sin. I shot within, I'm in the underground. Yeah, the underground, I'm in the Maharishi. I'm in my streetwear clothes. Check, check for me, they streetwear hoes. She talking on my crooked castle. You hating on me, yeah, you the asshole. Dude, I got major order from make to order. I'm trying to stay fresh like easy water. I do me when you see me. Y'all emulating the TV. Yeah, I got the new Louis and the red monkeys. Cause I seen it on TV. I tell you I'm fresh to death with the cross on my chest. I should be on TV. Yeah, she's sitting on a bus stop, sucking on a lollipop. You a little bitty bop, yeah, I think I wanna pop. Yeah, I got a little guap, no stones in the watch. Shorty wide open, she be all on my top. We started talking that rah rah, then we started blowing on the la la. She's so cool, she can be wifey. I let a girl like the powder blue, Mikey. Shorty got a monkey at, where her junk be at? She the cool type fat. Yeah, I let the girl that be light skin black. Pretty face hit it from the front in the back. Shorty be blowing, jumping that lonely. Never looking like she be hoeing. Bitches be greasy, looking all sleazy. Emulating what they see on TV. Shorty got the ass all off with the D in her mouth. Cause she seen it on TV. Yeah, she got HOE of a VIP. She's a P on TV. You wanna switch your handle, bitch? Take a gamble. Just change the channel. Oh. <laughs> Get off your ass on me. Get the flyers and change the channel. 